It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Hello, I'm Jerry Willis, and welcome to Rich is Not a Four-Letter Word, the podcast for your wallet. One word to focus on today, volatility. That's what the stock market has been all about and what traders down on Wall Street are talking about. I spoke to one of them on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, Stephen Guilfoyle, also known as Sarge, about what to make of the extreme ups and downs plaguing the market now. Here's what he told me. Stephen Guilfoyle, great to see you. Great to have you here, particularly on a a volatile day. We've seen incredible upside in the marketplace. Still, individual investors consider that kind of quick movement sometimes disturbing. What would you say to them? I I would like everyone to take a breath, try to relax. Even those of us with 30 to 40 years experience have never seen anything like this because shares used to trade much more slowly and at much lower volumes back in the old days. With the advent of algorithmic trading and with program trading yeah. and passive investment, which is ETFs basically, you see large waves of trading happen in a very short amount of time and the markets can move two, three hundred points while you're not paying attention. So it's compressed in other words. So, what, you know, that was my other question. Algos, that seems very scary to people who are individual investors out there trying to save for retirement. What would you say to them about how to think about those algorithmic traders? Is it something to be worried about, and should you try to get ahead of them, or should you follow them? What do you do? Well, I want everyone to understand they are not your friends, okay? They are designed for speed and to cause overshoot on both ends. To pick off you little guys. To pick off the retail investor who's trying to just make a buck. So these are your enemies, and try to recognize it when you see it, although it's awfully painful. I get that because... You know, I'm really a glorified retail investor myself. Well, you so, trade all the time. I trade all the time. And and I, I have, what I do is I, I look at the charts. I, have, I'm, I almost always have about 70 live positions. And I know where I want to get in and out, add every name I'm in. And I'll stand there. And when it, when it comes for me, I'll stand there and take it right on the nose. Because it's got, probably going to run right through me because I know how the algorithms work. But the guys who the algorithmic programmers hire are guys like me who can read charts the old-fashioned way. So if you can get into the head of a guy who studies the markets, you might know where those levels are. Well, so one of the things you've always said to me, which I think is really smart, is if you buy a stock, an individual stock, be sure you know when you want to sell it. What will be the level that you're looking for to sell, right? Oh, yeah. And one more thing, really important for our people out there, dividend stocks. I want you to pay attention to dividends. Yes, they're defensive. Sometimes defensive stocks aren't really priced for growth. But when you're nervous, there's nothing like a 4 or 5% yield in a company that has a reputation for actually paying their dividends. You might, you might not realize it, but you might be actually eroding your net basis cost by 2 to $3 a year in that stock. Wow. Okay. Well, that's great news. So going forward, one of the questions a lot of professional investors even have right now is what is going to take the leadership in the market? We've had technology, growth stocks leading the way all along. Is that going to change? I would not bet against technology just yet. Okay. Now... Yes, I have bet against technology, okay? I, I've reeled these stocks in. I got down to very low levels. I have starting, started adding. Now, technology is not a broad thing. It's a very narrow thing. There's, there's the cloud names, which are priced for growth. There's the semiconductors, which are priced for growth. The cloud names are priced for... 
Let me get this straight. The cloud names are priced for growth and the semis are priced for value. Okay, the semis are priced 12 to 13 times forward earnings. So when a name like Micron, which is horrible right now, name I'm long for full disclosure, I'm buying that name here because it came in on the bell last night. I was buying NVIDIA, as dangerous as it is, because I think the semis are what are going to power the future. The cloud has to grow. All right, your Adobe's, your Salesforce's, your you know your service now. Saying here is that if you're going to do technology, if you're going to buy that sector, if you're going to buy individual names in that sector, understand what these companies actually you, do. You have to, and you have to understand the rest of the world is behind us on on cloud growth. Okay, most big American corporations are now on the cloud, but the rest of the world that's not really true. They have to grow, and they're powered by the semiconductors. Right. So are artificial intelligence, autonomous driving, all these wild things you hear about, chips. but you don't really know. You need you need. The firms like NVIDIA, Intel, uh, AMD, even though they, they're getting their pants pulled down today a little bit, but you need those kind of stocks to power those kind of companies. So some sectors that have been doing horribly recently, housing is a sector I think. Housing's past peak, it's a different ball game. I would not get involved in housing, all right? It's, if the Fed remains hostile, to, to the market. they're raising interest rates. Raising, meaning they're raising interest rates and pulling liquidity away from us. If they stay like that, housing is not a place to be. Because these young millennials, everyone likes to make fun of them. I don't make fun of them, right? I think millennials work hard. I raised a couple of them. I know they, I know they came up at a tougher time than we did. And I don't want to hear anything about it from my peers, all right? But they have never faced interest rates like this. It didn't exist. So Tell me a couple other sectors that you, that you don't like here. Like, what should we avoid? You know... I like it. I like defense because I think we're going to spend a lot of money on it, but it's dangerous right now, okay? Why? Boeing, Boeing ripped the cover off the ball yesterday, yeah. but the rest, of the rest of the group came in. I'm long all of them, okay? If, I'm, if I speak about stocks, I'm long all of them. But I mean, I had to cut my risk to Northrop Grumman. I had to cut my risk in General Dynamics. These names are working against me, which leads me to believe there must be some kind of news event out there that we're not seeing just yet. I don't know what it is. I do expect us to have something of a Cold War with China. So that's why I'm invested here. I think the Pentagon has to spend on this. I think I think Europe has to spend on this. I think Japan has to spend on this. So I see the reason there's going to be a need for missiles, for drones, for, for hypersonic weaponry, which I could give you a half-hour dissertation on, but I won't. But there's a lot of stuff that kills people that is really expensive that we need to buy. But I, I think maybe you should keep a lower-level exposure for okay, right let's now. let's talk financials quickly. Usually it's a rising interest rate environment. We would expect banks. It's a rising short-term interest rate environment. All right, the bond market has pulled away control of the long-term interest rates away from the Federal Reserve, which means that bond traders do not trust economic growth and inflation beyond two years. So banks are not a good bet right now, unless you're looking for dividend. A lot of them pay nice dividends. Key bank trades at like sixteen dollars. I don't know. It's like a four percent dividend. Okay, you want to go regional? That might not be a bad play. JP Morgan's trading, I guess, 105 or something. I haven't looked at it in a little bit. 3% dividend, best in class name. So if you want to go somewhere, JP. But a lot of them, net interest margin is the most important thing to look at. Basically, for the layman, you look at the two, yield on the two year, the yield on the 10 year. Right now, it's about 26 basis points. That's not enough. It needs to be 60 to 80 basis points. The spread between the short term rate and the long term rate is not enough for the banks to make good money. My head is spinning. Stephen Guilfoyle, thanks for coming on. I think people will find your comments illuminated. Thanks so much for having time for us on a very busy day. When the volatility becomes extreme, take a breath and step back, he says. The truth is this volatility is making traders with lots of experience nervous. The markets these days move more quickly and in larger waves than ever before, largely because of computerized trading and algorithmic trading. Also, we're at higher levels in the market, so a 100-point swing isn't a big deal as it used to be. 
Algorithmic trading is not your friend. Guilfoyle says that this type of trading, automated and pre-programmed, aims to make money by anticipating what small investors like you do. If the large moves both up and down have you unnerved, he suggests looking at dividend-paying stocks because, look, even if your stock plummets, you'll still get a quarterly payment, a distribution that can make the pain of a lower stock price a little less hurtful. Guilfoyle says don't bet against tech yet. He says that sectors like semiconductors and cloud computing will continue to grow. Take a listen to the podcast and follow me on Twitter at Jerry Willis FBN and on Facebook where my handle is Jerry Willis. You can also find me on Instagram at Jerry underscore Willis. Bottom line, I want to hear from you. What money issues do you want to explore? Tell me and we'll get it on the podcast. Have a great day and remember, rich is not a four-letter word. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.